0: Hey, welcome back, or welcome if you are new. This is the Red-Headed Preacher, and uh, Laura Olson and, and I bring this podcast to you, and maybe it's your first time, maybe you're returning, because I've just come back from two Sundays worth of vacation, and I'm uh, back and preaching this message, Though the Earth Should Change, on November 20th, 2022, which is for this church, Thanksgiving Sunday, but also Totenfest. Totenfest uh, is like the All Souls Day or better yet All Saints Day of the German Lutheranism from which this church has its history and heritage uh, back in the 1800s when we were founded. And so we don't uh, really mark All Saints Day but we do mark Totenfest instead. And this is the day, the Sunday before Advent begins. It's also, we also remember Trans Remembrance Day. And in the pastoral prayer, I lift up those who, trans persons who died by violence, who were killed because of their gender identity. And I'll touch on that too in the sermon. So I hope, as I always hope, that you'll find this message meaningful. And uh, we need to engage with the scriptures because in this message, I certainly do. I do touch on each of them in one way or another, otherwise it's just a speech, right, and not a sermon. So, thanking you for joining us, let's go and listen to Karen read our scriptures.
1: Our first reading is Psalm 46, the beginning of which, at least, was some familiar to many of you. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High, God is in the midst of this city, it shall not be moved. God will help it when the morning dawns. The nations are in an uproar, the kingdoms totter. God utters His voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord. See what desolations God has brought on the earth. He makes wars. Cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. The Lord burns the spears, the shields, with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. This ends the reading of Psalm 46. Our epistle lesson is from the first chapter of the letter of Paul to the Colossians, verses 11 through 20. It starts as a benediction that veers quickly into an exhortation and theology. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power, and may you be prepared to endure everything with patience, while joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers, all things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church, our worship continues with a musical meditation by our music director, Ben Westfall. Thank you, Ben. Well, those who are able, please stand up for the reading of the Gospel Lesson. This morning, as we say farewell to Year C, where Luke is the featured gospel, we have a well-loved and powerful passage from the beloved physician, It is Chapter 23, Verses 33 through 43. When they came to the place that is called the Skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. who were hanging there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Here is the reading of the gospel and scriptures for this Sunday's service. Thanks be to God for this, God's holy word.
0: At a recent gathering of the Cluster One clergy and people who are on the ordination track. Uh, Our topic of discussion was worship attendance in the the post-the-worst-of-COVID season. We started with my co-dean, the Reverend Jeffrey Phillips, reading a UCC daily devotional from the Reverend Lillian Daniel. In it, she shared her strong reaction against what she'd heard suggested by some, that we stop hybrid worship and focus only on in-person worship you know, to drive more people out of their pajamas and back into the pews they were once seated. And to this she replied in her October 29th devotional, Thank you for sharing, but that is the worst idea ever. The world has changed. Shutting down online worship is now the equivalent of locking your door on a Sunday morning multiple points of entry in person or online won't kill the church and may save it streaming is how we show hospitality to the stranger sticking a virtual toe in the water to the old friends who are out of the habit of showing up and to each other when we're having one of those pajama days when we're too sick or too tired or too devastated to put one foot in front of the other. In the old days, we just stayed isolated. Now we have an option. So we discussed the subject. I shared our most recent deacon's report from last month, which shows how the deacons count both the number of in-person worshipers here and, after waiting one week, check the YouTube views. And they have separate lines for these categories in their report, the YouTube views and those who are here in person. And then they add them up for a weekly total, and later a monthly total, and then a weekly average from that. So there's a way that that this has been categorized and, and documented in our deacon's report. I didn't know if that would be something helpful to share, because, you know, if you combine the two, the average... Sunday worship through in person and online right now is in the 60s and that's greater than what it was before COVID when we weren't online at all. Anyway, I digress. Um, However, our conversation that Thursday morning moved a bit away from these ways of thinking about attendance to a bigger picture. That is, we have been and still are in a time of real cultural shift there was pre it was there pre covid but in some ways got accelerated by the lockdowns and increased reliance on technology for connectedness now now readjustment has been going and not without resistance just look at workplaces for example including the great resignation but not just that so the question The questions arose about the eventual future of churches gathering in person and how that might happen. One speaker at our Illinois Conference annual meeting, which was on Zoom, I did not see this particular piece of the meeting, she even suggested that, quote, the church is an outmoded technology. Well, I would have to read or view her entire address to grasp what she meant by that but I do not think we can deny that our nation and much of our world is undergoing a or several cultural shifts. And that can be scary for those who, A, dislike change, B, like the way things have been, and even C, for those who perceive the shifts and are honest and brave enough to, accept, to adapt to them, even while maintaining our Christian faith. Fred Craddock said that when it comes to facing change, quote, no one leaves the warm circle of the familiar without pain. At this meeting, Jeffrey Phillips said that historically, the church has been way slow to respond to such shifts previously, but that in this era, we have, and I quote him, an opportunity to be nimble before it's too late. By now, some of you might be wondering, when am I going to get to Totenfest, or the theme of Thanksgiving? Well, this is where the sermon title points the way for us. For as you and I look around at, and take part in, the changes in culture wrought in part by the technology of our times, the psalmist affirms, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble." Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change. Well, the earth is changing via our climate crisis, and that's deadly serious. But also, life and the way we live, these are changing dramatically. Our options are increasing in some areas and disappearing in others. Things are going to change, but God is still God. We give thanks for that. We bring our significant worries and burdens to God. And we hear, therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change. Though the mountains tremble in the heart of the sea, and God is in the midst of the city, it shall not be moved. The nations are in an uproar, the kingdoms totter. God utters God's voice, the earth melts be still and know that i am god i believe that when life gets confounding and we might be tempted to feel overwhelmed by what's going on within us and around us it helps to remember the fundamental that god is god there is a sovereign over us all a providential love and lordship which we humans just cannot articulate well unless we are just simply say, well, we're puppets on a string, which I do not believe anyway. I remember sitting in a pew at First Congregational Church of Minnesota, my old home church in southeast Minneapolis, when the minister, Dick Kazalka, was talking about what we can trust. And the climax, at the climax, he was mentioning some of the questions surrounding biblical authority and some of its internal contradictions or outlandish claims that strain credulity. He said, if you can't trust the Bible, who can you trust? You trust God. Now, I did not care for his dismissal of trusting the Bible, or not really trusting it. But I remembered his main point all these decades later. It is a point that that is an anchor when cultural shifts or other events make life tougher and the future more uncertain. We trust God. God and God's love will see us through. I wish that the number of transgendered persons who took their own lives since last trans remembrance were welcomed to this belief and within communities of faith which proclaimed that belief. Of the 70 persons in the USA who identified as transgender and died by violence since last November 20th, 14 of the 70 died by violence done to and by themselves. 14 of the 70 were suicides. That should not come as a surprise. Many LGBTQ persons over the years have done so also, sometimes egged on by the judgment levied by churches, mosques, and synagogues. God will see us through. And another thing that will bless us in times of scary shifts or just difficult times is the very posture and practice of thanksgiving. Having and developing the attitude of gratitude is important to mental health, physical health, and spiritual health because they're interconnected some way. You and I know that there are always things to be grateful to God for even when technological advances threaten to alienate us, alter how we relate to old friends and family, co-workers and fellow church friends and members even when our understandings about humankind itself undergo significant change, we know there are things to thank God for, because God is still God. One morning at home, my alarm went off, and it woke me up in an unhelpful part of my sleep cycle. I was not a happy camper to get up. And I do have my alarm. It's an alarm clock, and it's across the room. And that's on purpose. And I did it since I was a kid and I was on the upper bunk, but we didn't have cell phones that had alarm clocks then. I have to get out of bed to turn it off. And I was not a happy camper, but I knew pretty soon that this grumpiness could take over my morning. Never a good thing, and especially not for going to work. As a pastor, I knew what to do. I did not feel like doing it but i forged ahead because i believed it was necessary and i believe it works so i started thinking of things and people to be thankful for a loving wife a roof over our heads food in the fridge the freezer in the pantry a job health care healthy pets a working vehicle and of course jesus Sure enough, sure enough, my edgy spirit lifted, and I could face the day beginning with gratitude. Now, I love the epistle reading, which Karen read this morning. I love what it, in it what is called a high Christology that we hear there. Jesus Christ is likened very, very closely to God. Yes, Jesus was a man, but I believe he was much more than that. The visible image of the invisible God for the sermon today though I want to highlight a pair of other verses talking about gratitude Paul wrote may you be made strong with all the strength that comes from God's glorious power and may you be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes, where? From God's glorious power, while joyfully giving thanks to God. This strength is a gift from God's power. It is a gift from God, which means it is grace. We remember the steadfastness of God, though the earth should change. And we remember with thanksgiving, not only that faith fact, but also that God gives us strength from God's own glorious power to help us cope with what comes our way. doesn't mean we're going to feel good. As Carol and Allison used to say, it doesn't mean you have to like it. But we get the strength that we need, especially when we intentionally remember to ask God for it. This is a gift of grace like all gifts from God. As my favorite Bible verses affirm, I know what it is to have little, and I know what it is to have plenty. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being well-fed and of going hungry, of having plenty and of being in need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. The psalmist reminds us to be still and remember That God is God. God's got this. Give thanks to God for all blessings, including that of strength, of grace, and of endurance. Lastly for this morning, in calling gratefully upon grace, let us hold fast to the new understanding of God's grace, which was revealed to us by faith in Jesus Christ. It is in this grace the writer of Colossians could say that God has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints and the light. Has enabled you to share in the inheritance. You're you're one of the heirs. We think today of Carol and Ralph Burmeister, married over 60 years and members of this church about the same amount of time. Carol brought Ralph here through her sister Audrey's involvement. And Ralph ascended to positions of servant leadership, as Carol served in less visible but just as significant ways. They both knitted the winter hats, which they brought year after year to our annual collection of hats, cocoa mix, gloves, and cookies, and other things, for the night ministry's outreach. Hundreds of hats became thousands, with little fanfare. They didn't ask for attention. Carol loved to laugh, to read and share books with many of you, to paint the wooden things which Ralph cut to sell this time of year, all of the great crafts that they did together, and for Carol to participate in the Women's Guild and to care for her and worry about her beloved Kenny and Susan. Ralph was a deacon, a president, financial secretary, Perhaps an elder, but I just don't know that. That was before me. Uh, he, worked, he, was act, he was in the church's bowling and dartball leagues. The worker of the chairlift for many a year, always dependable, never enjoying or asking for, in fact, kind of blowing off any thanks or praise. Together, they helped keep coffee hours going by hosting every several weeks, and they weren't the only ones. They both were important and long-standing members of St. Peter's and servants of God. By God's grace, they are enabled to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. Clara Malone, the last of the Ketter siblings, who died at 99 years old, did attend here after her husband Joe died in the 1980s. She was confirmed here, and slowly gathered the courage after his death to go out and about. It was a fear of hers. But she worked on it and overcame it, the fear of going out and about to walk up and down her block and then to get a driver's license to buy a small car and to drive to church. Sometimes Bill and Ginny Kane brought her when she got a little more jittery about driving and even about her balance. Eventually she did stop driving, attending, and returned to her earlier status as a shut-in which is how I got to know her best over 30 years of ministry. Clara was private. She was sensitive, lonely after Joe died, resourceful, strong within her own self, a regular contributor to the financial life of our church, a woman of prayer and rose gardens in her backyard, a lover of pets, She, too, by God's grace, is enabled to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. Now, this grace of God, which includes God's power that we draw on to survive horrible circumstances and tragedies, is also the grace that we meet in Jesus, who changes our understanding of God now to be so loving for unworthy us as to give Jesus up in his passion, death, and resurrection for the forgiveness of our sins, and to bring resurrection life in the realm of God to light for us. Death is a transition of its own kind, a shift, if you will, and it comes to us all. But in Christ, we believe it is only a shift, not the end, except physically. We heard from Luke 23, today you will be with me presence of Christ. Today you will be with me in paradise. Christ didn't stay on the cross. He was raised that we celebrate on Easter. And by Christ being raised from the dead, a resurrection his followers are baptized into. We are enabled to be reflectors of God's steady light in the darkness. We are given, if we will take it, we are given the courage to stand up for what is just what is truth, what is love, what is peace and reconciliation. The light we've been given is not to be kept under a bushel, right? And we are thankful for that, too, that what we have been given is not ours to sit on, but to share and hopefully bring light and life to others. Cultural shifts, even though the earth should change, God's got this. Cultural shifts, we give thanks to God for God's many blessings, which thankfulness improves our mental health, which improves other dimensions of our health. Cultural shifts, the grace of Christ Jesus never changes. It never fails and fits us for both a loving life on earth and later life with the saints in the light, the communion of saints. Upon these and others, but upon these we are established, come what may. And you know, not all that comes from a cultural shifts, Not all that comes is fearful. Some of it is going to be tremendous. Amen. That. Isn't that true? That upon these we are established, come what may. And not all that comes will be fearful. Some will be truly tremendous in the hands of God, lived out by us. So, I hope you enjoyed listening from a variety of sources in the message. There was Lily and Daniel. There was Dick Kozelka, who was a big influence on me as a, as a young man and even as a teenager. And uh, also from Fred Craddock and... Uh, and it's from some of the people that we remembered from our church in Totenfest, though I did not quote them. Um, and so next Sunday is going to be the first sign of Advent, and we'll see what we have for you then. But on Thanksgiving Sunday, we are grateful for all of you who tune in, whether it's shortly after it's you know published or finding us later on. Whenever it is, does not matter. We're grateful, and uh, as always, we hope that you find some gospel, because that's what we're about, and uh, hopefully we're successful in in bringing some grace and uh, teaching to, to all of us and to you who listen, for we are here for Christ, and so we are here for you. God bless you, and may God bless your week. Amen.
1: Like what you've heard? Hit subscribe to follow and get updates on our newest additions to the Red-Headed Preacher. We'd love it if you'd give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us online under most social media platforms by typing St. Peter UCC Skokie in your browser. Donations are much needed and very welcomed. You can donate to us by going to paypal.me backslash St. Peter UCC Skokie. This information and more can also be found in the show notes wherever you listen to our podcast. Thank you so much.